it's like you're right like i found the the fun and the play and i've brought it into the school and it it, it makes a difference like these kids know that i'm excited to be there and that they you know they come they get excited to come to the classroom and it's like that's pretty amazing to to see that because i know you know nobody wants to be there <laughs> like none of the kids are looking forward to school every day but you know if we can have a little break from all the work and you know have some fun and learn something that's really valuable i think that that can really go a long way and change some of these kids lives martin how have you been bro <laughs> like let's get it <laughs> dude things have been things have been really good over here I, uh yeah it's been a long time since we've uh we've connected but uh but just trying to you know keep learning and having some fun and see uh seeing what else happens in between so it's been a good uh good couple of years since uh since i've seen you on the on the screen besides on like instagram and facebook <laughs> we had a lot of fun man <laughs> we had so much fun dude and just like that's what i know about you is like a real friendly dude like i don't know how friendly you are but i mean like <laughs> you seem like you like make a lot of friends it's easy to talk to you it's easy to communicate with you like you're a teacher aren't you like I, yes I, yeah that's right right but yes. so what that is that what you're doing right now is you're teaching coaching yeah it, exactly so i teach uh right now i'm teaching full-time i'm doing uh gym and health so uh so that's been a, a big change it's my first year doing that i was teaching english for the last like uh four years so um, this is kind of a big jump from uh, English to phys ed and health, but uh, I'm definitely enjoying the the process now. And being in the gym, playing some sports instead of the classroom has been uh, it's been a lot. Of fun. <laughs> how like how have you liked the transition, bro? Because it seems like that is a huge transition. <laughs> it it definitely is. Um, it's interesting because sometimes I think about like some of the things we were able to do at my old school and some of the activities and the ways that I was able to kind of bring coaching into the classroom and it was a lot of fun man it was like it was really exciting to kind of do that um I definitely don't miss like grading all the, the papers that these kids wrote and <laughs> doing that kind of stuff so you don't have to do that as much in gym which is great but uh I uh it's been cool it's you know it's fun to to kind of get to teach these kids how to like really use their bodies and uh, how to keep them healthy and in the health class especially it's been you know i remember when i took health back in the day and it was all about like don't do drugs and alcohol's bad for you yeah. and smoking's bad for you and you know hygiene and that kind of stuff and um we didn't really go into that <laughs> that much this year. Um, I've kind of been focusing more on the the mental side of health and kind of sharing with these kids that, you know, you already have it. And we're just trying to help you recognize that more and more often. So it's yeah. uh, it's totally different from any health class that I ever took, which I think is pretty cool. So how has the coaching because that's how we originally met is yeah. through coaching things like that how has that informed because it does sound like you have a different thing going but how tell me a little bit more about that 
Yeah. So really the, the whole thing while I was doing my coaching training and, you know, when we met and all these courses that I've done since that point, which was now probably about five years ago, um, the whole time I just kept thinking like, you know, why didn't anybody talk to me about this stuff? Like when I was in school or like, why did I need to graduate college, go out of my way, find this coach training, pay him, like learn about this on my own? Why did I need to do all that? Why wasn't this like readily available to me, especially like in times when I needed it the most, which was realistically probably high school. I mean, like elementary and middle school were like pretty good and I was playing basketball and, um, you know, things were going pretty well. But then as soon as I get to high school, I, uh, I get cut from the football team. I'm on the basketball team, not really playing and the reason was honestly because I was in my own way. I was in my own head on the basketball court the whole time, like just constantly scared. Like what, what if I dribble the ball and it goes off my foot? Like what if I have a turnover? What if I shoot and I miss? And like, that's just not a recipe to, <laughs> to have fun or to play a game at, at any level or anything at all. So, uh, so my confidence was just at such a low point at, at that time and uh it would have been so cool to have somebody come and talk to me about that or to speak about that kind of thing or where where does confidence come from it's it's not being you know on the football team it's not being the star of the basketball game or making a shot in a game you know it's uh you know it comes from yourself and um i i always thought that while I was doing all these trainings like how can i get this to to kids so uh once covid hit and i came back home to new york i uh met with this principal and we were kind of talking about what i was up to and this whole coaching journey that i was on and um and she hired me like pretty much on the spot to become a, a substitute teacher at her school because they needed Basically, she was like, we need adults and whatever you're up to sounds pretty awesome to me. So you're uh, <laughs> you're in. So she hired me as a substitute. And what was pretty funny was during that time, I was in uh, Creating the Impossible with Michael Neal. And my whole project was to make a program that I could bring into schools that revolved around these coaching ideas. And because I was substituting, I wasn't making the live calls. I wasn't really following up very much on like the videos that he was putting out. I really just wasn't fully like in the program. And so one of the last ones, uh, I, uh, I raised my hand and spoke to him and I was pretty down on myself. I was like, you know, like, oh, I'm, you know, I, I wanted to make this coaching program and because of school, like I'm, I'm not really, it's not even close to being done. Like I haven't really, you know, gotten what I would have liked to in this CTI. And, uh, and he just kind of gives me one of those Michael like slaps in the face <laughs> and, and was basically like, it, you're in schools with the kids that you want to make a program about and you're getting paid for right now like do you not see 
how good this could be if you if you look at it a little differently. And so from that point forward, you know, from that point forward, he uh, that kind of phrase that he uses a lot. It was like nothing changed, but everything was different. Yeah, um, that was like that was a big moment for me to kind of hear that. So uh, I started bringing in more and more ideas and sharing it with the kids. And after that summer, I asked a principal at that school. I was like, hey, like, I'm like, I really want to bring in this coaching program. Like, what are your thoughts? What, what, what do you need for me? And she's like, you got to hold off on that. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I think you need more time in the classroom, more experience. I was like, so what do you want? For, like, what do you need for me? And she's like, you're going to be the English teacher this year. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and she, she was like, I know what you're doing and I know what you're up to. And it's like, it's amazing. But like, take the lessons from English, take the characters from the books and talk about this, these ideas with them. And I was like, all right, I guess I could do that. <laughs> and, uh, and then she said, there's like a, you get to kind of create this thing. It's called the do now. So as soon as the kids walk into the room, they know that they have to work on this thing. So while well, like, well, the teachers get settled and whatever. So the thing that I came up with was it was a journal. And I would pick a quote from a famous person, either like fiction or nonfiction or whatever. And uh, the kids had to write five sentences about what it means to them. And so they would, you know, it would be different people like Harry Potter, you know, LeBron James, like it would be like all over the place, like different, just famous people, different quotes. And, uh, and these kids would just start writing about it. And I hear one of the kids, this was, they were in fifth grade and they have quotes from like all over the place. And, uh, and one of the kids in fifth grade is like, man, these journals are so different. Like last year we were writing about like, what's our favorite ice cream flavor and now we're talking about like Gandhi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it, it that was, kid's life was changed. <laughs> <laughs> it it was so cool to kind of like force them to kind of see this perspective. And uh and they got so into it. Like, and then like towards the end of the year, they were bringing in quotes and they would like research people and you know, we would do like themed weeks. So like May 4th was like, uh, like Star Wars week. And, um, you know, we got like the, the, the NBA playoffs are coming up. So we would have like NBA players and it, it was just like, it was so fun to like, to do that and to have all these famous quotes and people. And, and I would throw in a, a Michael Neal and a, a Sydney Banks quote here and there. And, um, just kind of get them thinking but the the last day of school um these kids i i asked them, I was like well what was like the point of all this like why do we do this every single day and they came up with some ideas like oh like you know it's like to be better writers or to be creative or to learn more and i was like yeah that's like that's pretty true and uh I'm like did i ever like yell at you or tell you that your journal was wrong or that it wasn't good enough for that. Like you did something bad and all of their eyes lit up. They were like, Whoa, like you never said that to us ever. And they all had this like big realization 
and i was like yeah because you guys can create this stuff and it's you have like your own voice and your own opinion and they were like they were mind blown that last day of wow. school it was that's, it was <laughs> that's blowing me away dude like i i, I it's insane because we talk so much about how we as adults can move forward. And I've been oftentimes talking about how I'm going to be able to help my kids who four or five years old. But to hear that people are in high schools, helping high schoolers, and you like, I agree with you. That was when I needed the most too, mm-hmm. was I'm 10, I, ninth grade, you know, I'm B team. I get out. I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't going to work out too small basketball it could have worked out really i'm like not committed to it orchestra not committed to it and it's like nobody is talking to us about these things and i get it maybe they didn't understand it maybe they didn't know it but we now live in a time and a place where people like you are there And the fact that they're learning it in the, well, first they were learning it through English, but now that they're learning it through um, like a health class, I think is even more spot on and something that potentially has the, it has the potential to catch wildfires. So how did the project turn out? And it sounds like the project is still going on. It, It is. And it was funny because like I said, like at that one point, it was probably like April of like 2021, I would say, when this was happening, when that project happened, when I met with Michael Neal, and he said that to me. And uh, and the Creating Impossible is like this program where you're supposed to make something impossible in like four months or, or work towards it or, you know, whatever it is. And uh, and I was super discouraged about it because I, I wanted to have this program done. And, you know, like you said, it's now it's like probably two years since that started two and a half years or so. And it's it's still going on and I'm still in the classroom. I'm still learning. But it's it's been so much fun to kind of like. I don't want to say use these kids because that's not the right word, (laughs) but it's like we're all like exploring this idea together and they're helping me create this program. And uh, and now it's been two totally different schools because now this this year I started at a new school and that's why I switched from, from English to gym and health. Um, and, you know, we're just kind of seeing what sticks and what, where the conversations kind of go and just been a lot of like taking notes and figuring out different activities and different things. Cause I I've learned pretty quickly that the kids, they want to have this sort of like ownership where they get to come up with some ideas and uh the the different props or different things that i've kind of brought in and used has helped them get that a lot i thought for a while it was like i needed the props because like the props help them see stuff so i was like asking all these like coaches and teachers and people like what things can I do? Like, what do I need? What can I bring in to the help room to show them? And one of the dumbest, like not dumbest, but one of like the easiest things was I went to the dollar store and I bought these little plastic star glasses. It was like a four pack. And there was yellow, red, blue, and orange of these little plastic star glasses, <laughs> like sunglasses. And uh, 
and so I put them on each table in the in the classroom and I kind of explained them I was like you know when we we see life through this like lens and sometimes we remember things that happen and we remember it and now all of a sudden it's happening a new time but we remember what happened the last time and so now we're going to see it through this lens and the red sunglasses were like angry like you had to see it why would you be angry about the situation like what could have happened what might you remember and so what was so cool was like i gave them a scenario and the first scenario was like you your friend gets invited to a party that was it that was the scenario and so each group it was like the red sunglasses why would you be angry about the situation and then the blue ones were like why would you be like sad and then there was like yellow why would you be happy about this and then the other one was like jealous and uh we kind of went around and they came up with all these stories like you know you might be jealous because maybe you weren't invited to the party the last time and you didn't get invited or might be happy because you already were invited and now your friends invited too and they, they just came up with this whole thing and i was like so like do you see how we like bring up stuff from the past and start to experience it again and it, it was just so cool to kind of see them like buy into it these kids are seventh grade so they act all tough and cool and they're obsessed with these little plastic su star sunglasses <laughs> Oh man, this is epic. This is so epic. Okay, so Michael Neal, where we learned, where we met each other, where we, yeah, ETI, what you're talking about. And I don't know how he gonna feel about this comment, but we go we go chat about it for a second. I one thousand percent believe that his goal is not to produce coaches, but to help people enjoy what they're already doing. Right, like. Like, it's one thing to be a coach and to help people out. It's a totally different thing to learn about the way we operate and then to help kids, like teenagers, in the most pivotal time in their life when they're going through the most. Like, I have a homeboy. He's doing the same thing with his 14-year-old daughter. It's like they're having different kinds of conversations because this unlock happened. And to mm -hmm. see that, like, Oh my God, your CTI project, not, not only were you discouraged, because like every, I think everybody gets a little discouraged about yeah. how am I supposed to make the impossible happen in three weeks or three months, you know, four months. And like to see two weeks later, like just the way you're lit up about this. And I just, I would love to, and, and I know what your um, supervisors were saying, right? The principals they are saying, in five, six, seven years, you will then have the data because these kids will be in college. They'll be in the workforce. You will be able to then say, this is what we've been able to see in what mm -hmm. we've done. And so it's just so cool to know that like anywhere on your climb to your summit, right? Like it could look one way or another way, but look, it's still happening. The game's on. The game. <laughs> That's so true. I, I appreciate you saying that because it, it didn't feel like that at all. Like, like I said, like I was going in as a substitute and I was just discouraged. Like I was just miserable. And I was like, you know, what am I doing here? And, and the worst, honestly, the worst part was that I had this golden opportunity literally right in front of my eyes. I would show up to this school every day and 
as soon as I got there, they would tell me where they wanted me to go. So I would get there. This was like peak, not peak COVID, but this was like, if you came in contact with somebody, then you had to go quarantine for like 10 days. This was 2021. So teachers were dropping like flies, like every day there was a teacher absent. And it was just, it was insane, honestly. Like crazy what, time. Yeah, what was happening? So um, so I would go to the school and they'd be like, all right, second grade teacher's out. You're going to second grade. Next day, eighth grade teacher's out. You're going to eighth grade. Next day, kindergarten's out. You're going to kindergarten. So I knew every single kid in the school. I worked with every grade and I had such an awesome opportunity to test out some of these ideas and work with them and bring some of these things to life and unfortunately the worst part was like for four months i was just kind of miserable that i was like working and not working on my project and once that conversation happened like you said nothing would change but everything was different and that's when the experiment is starting to happen (laughs) man it's it's just like I'm thinking about your experience and how like my experience and anybody that I talk to's experience. And that's kind of how it like happens, isn't it? It's like, we're discouraged about one thing. And that one thing that we're discouraged about, the reason why we're discouraged about it is because we just can't see that, like that different angle or that different perspective. And so it's really cool hearing about how that perspective changed for you, man. It's like, I don't even know how to put how cool it is, man. Like I'm, I'm excited and I want to like go out and because you know what? I think this is it. My CTI project was I wanted to become like this podcaster uh, that did, you know, I don't like it was so long ago. I can't even like describe like exactly what I wanted to do. And it was like impossible in four months. But what I'm recognizing is like, just like your journey, just like your trip, dude. It's like, I've been so discouraged oftentimes about something not working. I haven't reached out to the people who I want to reach out to. It's like right now, like you and I are literally just catching up. I literally want to know what the heck you've been up to. That's it. And people have been telling me for years, bro, why don't you just record the conversations? <laughs> They're gold. I'm like, nah, bro. I like walking around on the phone. I like doing my own thing. And it's like, no, like, bro, you are putting in the world exactly what it is that like, um, I would assume Michael Neal is wanting us to do, right? He's wanting us to take uh, the knowledge that we have received and then to multiply it in some way. Mm-hmm. And not all, like, it's like, Somebody told me once, bro, it was like, yo, Danny, you learned this when your kids were so young. I can't wait to see what happens with your kids when they get older. That's really Kids cool. are learning about this. It's what's 12, 13, 14 from you. And this very, like, I don't want to say abstract way, because it's not necessarily abstract, but it's in this very, like, indirect, but, like, indirect from them, but from you, it's very direct. But from the way they see it, it's like this indirect approach. And it's like this loving approach to parenting that like people are like, yo, it works. You just have to, you have to apply it. And so I'm just so excited to hear all the things you're doing, dude. It's just like, 
This is almost cooler than spitballs of wisdom, dude. I'm just going <laughs> to be 100 with you. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty funny because that's really where, you know, I don't, you probably don't remember, but spitballs of wisdom was two questions. And basically, like, I would invite people on. It would be, a, it was on Facebook live, and I just recorded it. And basically, the two questions were like, what is something you wish you knew when you were younger? And what's something you wish schools were teaching? And it was just totally directed towards having coaches and parents. I wanted to learn from their perspective what to do with these kids. But once I got into the schools, it was like, oh, that's the perspective I really needed. Like, there were some awesome awesome conversations that i had based on those two questions like yes. some cool people including yourself were on there like great 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 conversations but i was i was looking almost not looking in the wrong place but like i needed to be in the school to start to see what was working and so yeah. I, I took a lot of these conversations took a lot of the information and was like, all right, now I have some ideas, but like, now I need to bring them into the classroom and I need to see how we can make this work so kids understand it. And sometimes it works for one class and then it doesn't work for the next class. And that's been kind of fun to experiment with as well. Programs like No Kid Left Behind, they test these programs out on very small minute populations and then they put a lot of money behind them and then they don't work in a larger scenario overall mm -hmm. we do need to put in more research before before some of these programs can actually work and the mm -hmm. fact that you are getting to know exactly how it worked for you puts you in a great place to become a facilitator later down the line to keep working this out because I can't, I can't even imagine what's going to happen for our country if we start implementing more programs like this. So I actually had a um, YouTube video that came out not too long ago about how we as Americans, our school systems are so low in the in the world, in the world, right? Like 36, 26, 36, something like that. Just crazy. Maybe you know a little bit more about that. Um, and I was kind of like, well, what can we as parents do? Because I'm a parent, I'm not a teacher. Um, and I just recognize there are things that I could do, but it's beautiful to hear that there's things you could do. What are your thoughts about that? I, I heard this great line. I, I don't remember where it came from, if it was Tony Robbins or if it was somebody, but Basically, they the thing was, was they were like, oh, like if we went if we were able to find somebody from like the year 1900. Right. So and we we show them like an iPhone. And, you know, we're like, look at all this cool stuff like we have, you know, Spotify, we can listen to any music we want. You could search for anything, any question you possibly have. You could call somebody that lives on the other side of the world like you could do all these amazing things they would be like absolutely mind blown of like what we're capable of doing. And then he says, and if you brought that same person into a classroom, they would look around, they'd say, wow, the blackboards are white now. Wow. And that's like the only thing that's changed. Wow. In the classroom. 
Yes. Yes. Oh my God. We still teach the same way. The same one stuff. Like they're yeah. probably reading the same books. Like, you know, it's like, how to kill a mockingbird. Yeah. I mean, great book, but th- there's nothing better out by now. Jeez. <laughs> like, wow, damn, you guys are still reading Shakespeare? Like, come on. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's come along since that guy. <laughs> that's it yeah that's it man so what like as a teacher in the school seeing these kind of things happen what would you say for a parent like me as somebody that's raising kids putting kids in school yeah i think it's develop really good relationships with with the kids and and starting to ask questions that are not just like you know how's your day going because that was like you know my parents and I love them. Like they were amazing to me and like so good. But like the same conversation happened at dinner. It was like, how was school? Good. How was school? Good. That was like the whole thing. But then, you know, we started to get closer and develop better conversations. And, you know, now, even with my sisters and my parents, like we like get deep into it when it comes to, you know, relationships and you know who what's going on in the world and you know we we're not afraid to kind of be truthful to each other because we know like even if we disagree like we have each other's backs so i think that just having those types of conversations is like so valuable and and just kind of just like checking in because what i'm seeing a lot and what really helped me was knowing that everyone's doing the best that they can, like based on right, what they're right. thinking right now. And so I see a lot of these kids. And now that I've been at this school for a year, it's like some of these kids are driving me nuts. And like, I'm like, why are these kids like cursing in school? Like, why are they doing this like type of stuff? Like, why are they behaving like this? And I kind of see now that I've met their parents. I'm like, oh, I spent an hour with your dad and he's dropped the F-bomb like 12 times. <laughs> like, you know, so now I I kind of get why you're dropping it in help class. Like, you know, it's and so it's it's kind of having that understanding. And it's like, OK, if they're doing the best that they can, like, what can I do to make that like as good as possible? How can I make them as comfortable as possible? Uh, and and that's really changed a lot of what I've seen. And I, I, I've also seen where there's there's a couple of kids I could think of right off the top of my head where the parents are so strict at home that they come to school and that's like their release. And it's like, oh, okay, I know like I'm not going to get in as much trouble here as I would at home. So now I could act out and now I could be crazy. And and then the dad shows up to the basketball game and the kid like straightens up and, you know, he's so not it's the like, same, not the same, not even a little bit. And it's like, oh, that's an interesting perspective to notice. And I, I think it's good to be strict at home. But if that's how your kids are acting when they're not at home, it's like, oh, like what's going to happen when they go to college and they're finally away from you for you know, months at a time. Like, how are they going to act then? Yeah, bro. Yes, yes, yes. All great stuff, dude. 
<laughs> so before we get off this thing, I know you got a you got the Spark the you got a Spark program, right? Like the, the donation. What? Like, tell me yes. about it. Tell me what's yes. up with that. Yeah. So I um I I really wanted to kind of get some resources. So basically, I came into the health class and they gave me this binder that they used as their curriculum. I think it was called Second Step. And uh, it was all about mental health, and it was like pretty cool stuff. A lot about bullying, you know, a lot of different activities and stuff. But uh, I wasn't like fully connecting with it, to be honest. And neither were the kids. And I could tell from like a mile away that these kids were not really interested. So I wanted to figure out a way to bring in something that I could connect with and something that I thought would be really beneficial. So I. On my birthday, I started this fundraiser. I see so many people doing that on Facebook now, like donate to this cause or whatever. So I started a GoFundMe to raise money to buy Mavis Carnes' It's That Simple book that came out in January. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. So uh, the goal and the the goal was to raise $2,000. So if I got to $2,000, I would have been able, I would be able to buy, it's that simple for every kid in the middle school. So that's sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And I would be able to buy the Spark program. So the Spark program is something that, um, it's basically designed that we have a very similar idea and I've actually connected with them and I've ran like a webinar for them and, um, I'm close with with uh, Ashley and Brooke who run that uh, program, and so I wanted to bring in their preteen program into the health classroom and run some of their ideas, and it's the same really sharing. So a um, lot of friends and family and people donated. I got up to like a little bit over sixteen hundred dollars. So. I was able to get the books for the sixth, the seventh and eighth grade. That was the first step. And then I also was able to get the spark program. So the sixth grade doesn't have the books at the moment, but uh, it was definitely a successful uh, little thing that we ran a, a fundraiser. And it was just so cool to get the, the books for these kids. And we've been kind of going through it. Like we've read the secret from Mavis. That's the first letter in the book um if you don't know that you could definitely search that up on google and the secret comes up and it's uh it's really good to to check that out and uh and we've just been having conversations something i've been doing is having them either like draw or like write something about the letter and like try to explain it to even younger kids and so that's been a kind of cool little exercise that they've been going through and um, it's just been really exciting to, to bring in these kind of three P ideas and this idea that you already have mental health. We just kind of lose touch with it. And, uh, sharing that with these kids has been really special. This conversation has been real special, bro. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what you're doing with the kids. And then this initiative, that book is epic. The note that you're talking <laughs> Oh my God, it'll blow you out of the water. I'm definitely going to put a little link to that or something up here so that people know about that as well. Because just everything that you're talking about is exactly like my wheelhouse. <laughs> like, I want this 
just not i mean not just america but the world bro i want Mm -hmm. us to move in this direction where we're experiencing the joy of being where we are Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what you just discussed right is like we didn't we didn't pre pre pre-plan this but like it was amazing to hear just how you transitioned through those different like areas of your life and now you are where you are and you're in your happy place and i know there's challenges that come with it i know there's (laughs) hardships i know like how kids can be they're cussing in your face like "Ah." so like all those things come with it so it's not sunshine and rainbows but the moment that you recognized that it wasn't the pot of gold at the end but each step was lined with gold i could just i hear it in you man and you you sound more excited now than you did about spitballs of wisdom and you were excited about that so um, that's that's a really good point and that's uh it's it's cool to to hear people like noticing it and i mean the the other one we've spoken about spitballs of wisdom but the other podcast that i ran was called the entrepreneur playground and and it was all about this idea of like how how can you bring fun and play into business and honestly right now i'm not even doing as much like of my coaching my entrepreneurship um stuff but it's like you're right like i found the the fun and the play and i've brought it into the school and it 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 makes a difference like these kids know that I'm excited to be there and that they, you know, they come, they get excited to come to the classroom. And it's like, that's pretty amazing to, to see that because I know, you know, nobody wants to be there. <laughs> like none of the kids are looking forward to school every day, but you know, if we could have a little break from all the work and, you know, have some fun and learn something that's really valuable, I think that that can really go a long way and change some of these kids' lives. Heck yeah, bro. Martin, thank you so much, dude. Like, thank you for like dropping in. Thank you for thank you for showing what a CTI project looks like two years later. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, like it's like there's so much good stuff in this. Like, oh keep climbing towards your personal summit. This is great.